Hey everyone, and welcome to the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wilde. Entertainment reporter by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy. And healthy is hot. Join us as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely going to be some laughing, and hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life. To live your healthiest hot life. Hello, everybody. So excited you guys are here. Look, we have always used this podcast to speak candidly and have real conversations covering topics from health and wellness to entrepreneurship to introducing people we love and admire to inspire us all to live our best lives. This week is no different, and we are talking about periods, but in particular, we're talking about period poverty. And for some reason, periods have always been a conversation, but a lot of people shy away from it, but not today. And I'm so excited to be having this conversation with none other than Lisa Gibbs, who's the Director of Community Investment from Shoppers Drug Mart. Lisa, thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Chloe, for your interest. This is a really interesting topic, so let's chat. Yes, and I gotta tell you, you know, I'm someone who talks about periods a lot. I struggle with really, really bad pains. They come all the time. But I'll be honest, as much as I talk about it publicly, period poverty is something that I haven't spoken about. And it's something I've been aware about, but it's not really something I realized was as pervasive as it is right here in Canada. So before we even get into all of that, for those who might be listening to this and think to themselves, you know what, I don't, I haven't heard of this term. I don't know what period poverty is. If you are one of those people, don't worry about it. This is a term that everyone should know. But the thing is, is we need to have conversations like this to bring the awareness up. So let's yeah. start there. What is period poverty? We've looked into this topic. You can't imagine how many different ways. And, and probably the easiest way to say it is when, when you can't afford period products and you need to use alternate means. Um, I guess, you know, when we think about it, period products shouldn't be a luxury. Um, however, you know, for some women, it's, it is a reality. And, and that's something that we're trying to shine a light on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I mean, if you walk into any store, you know, thankfully there are a ton of products available no matter kind of what your taste is. Are you a tampon person? Are you more of a pad person? What's your flow like? Like there's a lot of options out there, which is amazing. But the thing that all of these products have in common is that they cost money. And some of these products are, they are a little bit of a luxury. You know, it's, it's not a dollar for a box of tampons or a box of pads. I mean, that would be amazing if that was the case, but that's just not the reality of where we're living. And for some people, you're right. This is a big luxury. And it's not like we choose to have our periods. This is just what happens month after month once you become a teenager, whenever, you know, Aunt Flo comes a knocking until you hit menopause. Like that, this yeah. is many, many years of our lives. And these are many, many products that we have to buy. And it really breaks my heart 
reading the statistics and learning about all the people who are struggling to buy these products so that they can live their lives and go out into the world and be the best versions of themselves, which is what the Healthiest Hot Podcast is all about. It's the ability to show up for yourself and for those that you love, and health is a big part of that. And feeling healthy and comfortable in your skin and in your body when you're bleeding and you don't have access to the right products because of a financial limitation. I mean, that, Lisa, is it's a hard pill to swallow, and it's really hard to realize that this is happening right here in Canada. Yeah, yeah. Stats Can is saying that there's over 2 million women, Canadian women, who are in the line of, of true poverty. And so in some cases, it, it becomes a choice, um, food or, or period products. Um, there was a, uh, actually, it was um, a Plan Canada study that said that found that the top three material costs of being a woman had period products in it. So it's a reality, it's mm-hmm. it's a basic need. And yet when you're talking about poverty, 2 million Canadian women, it, it can also be a choice. What do I do? Food, period products. And so period poverty is all about when there's that choice, what else do you use? Yeah, and and I'm glad that you brought that up because for those of us that have been fortunate enough to always be able to afford your tampons, your pads, your liners, your Diva Cup, whatever it is that you are using on a monthly basis, what are some of those products that some women are resorting to? Well, you know what, we found, uh, we also did a study as part of, of, of this initiative to try and really understand in the current conditions what is what does period poverty mean to Canadian women? And we found that 17% of Canadian women polled said they had to make that, that choice. Can you imagine that choice between buying a period product and an essential item on their grocery list? Um, and in that same study, 14% of respondents or 3,000 people polled said that they had to use alternative products like like socks and rags and old t-shirts and even worse. Oh, and the thing with these products is, I mean, it's, it's amazing that they were creative enough to find products like that, but it's not the same, you know, you, you hope that those, those items are clean, but you never know, like, especially if you're in a dire situation. And really to me, if, if you only have, let's say $5 and you have to decide, am I eating today or am I getting some period products, uh, my gut says you would eat, you know, you eat for survival. And then that puts that individual in such an uncomfortable situation and a situation that she shouldn't have to find herself in. And yet here we are. So with period poverty, essentially it's having to resort to non-period products, right? Yeah. I mean, Period poverty leads women to to use maybe the same pad or tampon for for too long, um, and and when you do that, we were particularly in the case of tampons for for too long. Uh, there's a risk of infection or worse, uh, toxic shock syndrome, which is you know kind of the accumulation of of bad bacteria, mm. and and that's that's a a life threatening condition. So, um, you know, 
it was so when when even that isn't available in extreme cases we know that 17 percent identified that they've done this too then when they can't afford period products they resort to things like socks or you know toilet paper fashioned as a tampon or you know dirtier clothes unhygienic newspapers and and the risk of infection is obviously really really high yeah and i mean the thing is is you hear that you see that and you're like oh like why like why are you using socks why are you using newspapers but the thing is is like we have to remember that like for those of us that can afford to buy period products like of course that's not something that we think about but when you don't have the money literally money to exchange for these products you get creative and sometimes newspapers or socks or clothing that you find those are your alternatives but the unfortunate thing is like you just shared it's not very good for your health right like infection is serious stuff toxic shock syndrome is something i remember hearing when i was a teenager it was like do not leave your tampon in you're gonna get tss but the thing is it's not just teenagers new to using tampons who forget about taking it out on time it's you know individuals across this country who are struggling and facing period poverty and I think that it's, you know, I'm really, really grateful that you're on here with me today because I hope that by listening to this conversation, more conversations will occur as a result. Because I think as a country, uh, as like, as a woman, which is what I identify with, like, I want to stand alongside and support other women who might be going yeah. through this. And I want to stand alongside other Canadians who might be struggling about this. So why should Canadians care about period poverty? Well, I think Chloe, like you, you, you and I are talking. It's it's once you know of this issue, it's hard to it's hard it's kind of hard to unsee it, right? So, um, but how can Canadians know about it or, or appreciate what period poverty is when they don't know about it? Um, our study also found that seventy eight percent of Canadians had never heard of period poverty. Seventy eight percent. Now that's a big big issue. Um, so Love You by Shoppers Drug Mart, You by Kotex, and Food Banks Canada joined together to address this issue through awareness as well as a donation so that more people can, can understand now the issues raised and the steps that we can take. For example, uh, the Buy One Give One program that we have going on partnering with You by Kotex is that when you're buying a You by Kotex product, Shoppers Drug Mart, uh, one will be given to Food Banks Canada. So it's an easy way to, to help the issue, driving awareness, um, and, and ultimately we're working hard to get the, the message out that period poverty is an issue, that Canadian women um, need to use alternatives when they choose grocery essentials uh, over their own basic needs. So mm -hmm. what can we do? I think we've got a really cool program. So looking yeah, forward I think to seeing Yeah, I think it's a great, great program because a lot of us are going to get our periods and a lot of us are going to go out and we're going to get some products. So if you are, why not go out and get a product that will not only make you a little bit more comfortable and be able to go about your day to day, but will also help someone else who might be in a position where they have to choose a meal yeah. or period product. So I think, I think the program is really, really cool because not only is it driving the message, like you said, but it's giving, it's giving action items. And I think we're living in a time right now where 
being able to talk about something is one thing, but then stepping up and actually doing something is a completely different situation. And I feel like right now people are galvanized and I hope that, you know, period poverty is eventually a thing of the past one day. And right now is a great time for people to get involved, have these conversations, figure out how they can help because there are ways that we can help. You know, you just mentioned this amazing program, I Love You, and bringing it back to Food Banks Canada. Of course, I've been aware of Food Banks Canada. I think we all are. But when I think of Food Banks Canada, I think, oh, that's where you bring canned goods, maybe, you know, non-perishable items. And, if, you know, that goes a long way as well. But what I didn't realize is that you can also donate period products, which is fantastic. And those are actually products that women's shelters need, Food Banks of Canada needs. So, you know, if you are someone who has the the income, the disposable income to go and donate those products and you're looking and you're thinking to yourself like, whoa, how can I help? Like, this is not okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really, really great solutions. Yeah. No, I think that, um, you know, this is the time in our lives right now that those of us who are, who are fortunate and to, to be in a position to be employed, to have that working income that I think the, the plight of others is just so much more clear to us. Um, you know, and, and back to period poverty, it's like, it's, it's a bit of an aha moment. Um, and it was for me back in 2018, um, I, I would witness that reaction in people. Uh, it's one of those facts that, that, you know, kind of once you check your privilege, it gets you to sit up in your chair and, and it's something we can do collectively, something about, and, and that's why I'm really excited about this program. Um, what happened in 2018 that made you? Well, uh, I'll tell you, we, uh, that's when we started our, our look into period poverty. Um, and so, you know, the people that I talked to, uh, people within Shoppers Drug Mart also became engaged. Um, but what I was going to say too, is that Food Banks Canada told us that 430,000 Canadian women visit their food banks each month. Um, and, and honestly for them, period products or for people who are donating period products, aren't top of mind. And it's not Mm -hmm. surprising when we know, we know the awareness is so low with only 78% of Canadians understanding what the issue of period products are all about. Um, but when we think about, uh, uh, making a donation, our, our local food banks accept those donations and encourage them. So um, you know, awareness is low, but once you know about the issue, it's like a light bulb goes on and then we can do something and we know what we need to do. Yeah. This is definitely one of those, one of those topics and learnings that once you learn it, you can't unlearn it. And every time your period comes every month, like I'm pretty sure mine is about to drop in the next 48 hours. Cause I'm feeling super moody, very bloated. And all I want to eat is chocolate. But now my mind is in a different place where it's yeah. like, okay, if I need to go buy products, you know what, maybe this, maybe I go donate to Food Banks of Canada. And that number that you just said, and I think I heard it correctly, 430,000 women visit Food Banks Canada every single month. Did I hear that right? You did. Yeah. That is, that is 430,000 women a month that could potentially 
need a little help with period products so that they're not in a place of period poverty and they're not in a place where they're having to use you know things like socks or old t-shirts or napkins so any i implore everyone it's time to donate and this donate food please go ahead i'm not telling you not to donate food but maybe also throw in a little box of tampons or liners or pads or whatever because these women need us and it's not fair it really it's just so heartbreaking and you know i remember being a teenager and getting my period and i was fortunate enough that we were able to have period products at home but when you're in a when you're a teenager, you're not really that, you're not really that aware of your cycle yet. So sometimes you're prepared and sometimes you're not prepared and it happens Mm -hmm. and it comes, you might be in gym class, you might be at a sleepover and it's, you know, and I remember feelings of shame and embarrassment and wishing that I had brought an extra pair of underwear or pants that day. And so not having the right products at the right time can really have a big impact yeah. on quality of life. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's a matter of, of dignity too, when you think about it. I mean, and, and now in an era of COVID-19, um, you know, poverty takes on kind of a new, a new level. There was a a really great study that uh, YWCA and uh, the, uh, the Gender and the Economy uh, Institute at the University of Toronto, uh, Rotten School of Management, they released it. It was called, the, it's called a Feminist Economic Recovery Plan for Canada. It was just released on Tuesday. Uh, there's just so much in this study, but one of the, the really important pieces that, again, if in, uh, impacts that 25 to 54 year, year demographic is that one in five have lost their job or significantly reduced their hours uh, in their work. For, so if you speak about poverty, mm-hmm. you know, we've known it's the 2 million, but in an era of COVID, we can, we can see that, that increasing. So, um, you know, so how that impacts Canadian women, but what holds them back from opportunity, um, work and school, like you just mentioned, uh, and it, it means it also kind of means more stigma around periods, um, and and that ultimately uh, poverty impacts health. It's the the number one poverty is the, on the number one list of social determinants of health. So, you know, it, it's a period product, but it's poverty, and you you know, kind of that trickle down effect. The, the impacts are are really significant, Chloe. So. You know, we're, I think we're touching on something that that feels like it's it's a period product, but underneath it means so much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I I love that that idea just for the way we look at a lot of things in our lives. You know, you might look at something like a period product, like we're talking here, and you're just like, oh, whatever, it's just like a tampon. Yeah, I'll go donate a box. But like, if you actually sit back and think about it, and think about the ripple effects that that one single period product has in that person's life. and how it shapes the way they're able to show up in their life. It's so much more than one singular product. Yeah. You know, periods are interesting and I think we're headed in, we're headed in the right direction when it comes to having more conversations about them. But I think there's still a lot of stigma that surrounds periods, which blows my mind because this is something that like, I don't choose to have a period. It's not like I'm like, waiting for the day like I can't wait I ordered it online and it's coming in like this is just something that happens biologically in my body and it happens to a lot of people's bodies and yet there's this stigma and shame and embarrassment that surrounds it 
Well, you know what? It's it, it's periods are stigmatized around the world, but like any stigma, once you know it's brought out in the open and in, in the air and it's examined and talked about, it it becomes less of a stigma. It's it's the way we address it too. It's it's how we label it. Um, where do we traditionally purchase our pads and and tampons and liners? Well you know, we get them in the feminine hygiene section. Where's the masculine hygiene section, <laughs> Chloe? You're right. You're I right. Know. So as part of this period poverty initiative, uh, reducing stigma, uh, you know, within Shoppers Drug Mart, we've kind of like grappled with this. And, and, uh, and I'm really proud, actually, of the position of the company that, that it, moving forward, they're going to eliminate the name feminine hygiene, SIA, and simply call it as it is, tampons and liners. No more feminine hygiene. We'll put it out of the garbage can. Bye-bye. So you know what? That something like that can really help to reduce stigma. It's it's raising it, it's looking at it, and it's throwing out and bringing in the news. So for so many reasons. I think that's really, really cool. And I'm curious to see like if people A will notice how they're going to react or if it's just like this thing that like should have always been that way. And then people will be like, oh yeah, tampons and liners. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Like I'm not looking for feminine hygiene product. I'm looking for a tampon or a pad. Like just give me what I need. Yeah. Such a simple move, but I think the the underlying message is really powerful. Mm Mm-hmm. And so this movement against period poverty is really, really powerful. How did it start in Canada? Well, it, uh, it actually, it, credit is due to uh, a member of the Bell Media family. Her name is Mandy Fields, and she's at CTV London. Um, in an interview back in uh, 2009, I believe, uh, within her regular job with London Food Bank, uh, she realized that there were no period products donated, um, despite the high number of women at, uh, at this food bank, and some with teens. And uh, she was told that, that people don't think to donate period products. So um, that was enough to get Mandy uh, rolling. And she created an entity called uh, Tampon Tuesday. And um, Mandy approached Shoppers Drug Mart locally in London, and uh, that's where we became engaged. So um, the programs extended to to so many Shoppers Drug Mart markets across the country. Uh, um, it included um, uh, Saskatoon, Vancouver, KW, uh, Halifax. So literally coast to coast. Vancouver, of course. Um, and another important group to credit is a is a group called. Uh, Canadian menstruators that in 2015, Canadian menstruators launched a a campaign to eliminate the GST from period products. And they had over 75,000 Canadians join their, uh, their petition and they made it happen. So, you know, you kind of talk about those two important groups uh, to that helped to address the issue of, of period poverty. Um, and, you know, I'm at Shoppers Drug Mart too. We've worked with Food Banks Canada uh, since 2008. We've, we've literally had events, Chloe, like our national conference and big, big groups of people where we've asked for each person to bring a period product with them. We had bins. They were full to the top. Um, so 
you know, it's just been something that, that's been part of our, our DNA and our culture since literally 2008. And, uh, and, and it's so exciting to now be at this step where we can start to talk about it more, more openly and broadly and invite others to action. 12 years later, yeah. 12 years later. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. Imagine if everyone who hosted an event or a conference had something like that. Like you're not asking much from your guests. You're just like, hey, can you just bring this thing? Like it's probably nothing to you, but it's going to make a big difference to the person on the other end. I think that's so cool. It was a great, it was so successful. Wow. And again, you talk about the, the issue getting some legs or some wings mm -hmm. uh, and, and, you know, that's how it, it starts to roll. So, you know, you talking about it, Chloe is, is amazing. And so many people will become aware uh, and will action. Yeah. We're talking periods. We're talking periods, but for once yes. it's not just about my level of pain. We're thinking, <laughs> we're thinking a little bit more uh, nationally here. You know, why, why do you think it is so important um, to Shoppers Drug Mart to stay committed to helping women across the country, you know, because there, there really are, there's so many, so many things a company can focus on. And I mean, I might be a little bit biased because I'm about to get mine, but like, I think it's really cool that this is one of yeah. the things the company has chosen to focus on. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting since 2011, um, Shop, Love You by Shoppers Drug Mart has been committed to supporting um, women's health, including initiatives uh, focused on, on helping uh, address the issue of period poverty. Uh, so there's been, you know, product donations, local campaigns, uh, like Tampon Tuesday we've talked about. Um, we even have uh, several uh, period product dispensers downtown Toronto that, uh, that offer free period products to, to women on the street, which wow. is a really exciting initiative as well, Inter including also the strategic uh, collaboration with uh, Cotex and Food Banks Canada. Wow. I, I, can, I can sense that you've got a lot of pride when you talk about the work yeah. that's being done right now. So what does it mean yeah. to you to be a part of this? Well, you know, I, I think it's all about impact, right? So um, it's, again, since, since we've started this, um, we've, we've, uh, we've figured out that over 50,000 uh, women facing period poverty have been have been supported through the donation of product just by our initiatives alone, um, and and we we're obviously not finished yet, and uh, and and we're embracing this issue and uh, and bringing along others with us. I'm assuming that this is a a pretty cool thing for you to be a part of. I love it. It's I'm so fortunate to be in this role and. I'm so fortunate to have uh, the backing of Shoppers Drug Mart. Like when you think that it's it's pharmacist led, each location is owned by a pharmacist. Uh, their store teams are so engaged in their communities. They see what's going on locally and they want to help. And so under the umbrella of women's health, it offers a, a wide array, array of platforms of which period poverty is, is, is one. Wow. I think that's pretty cool. I didn't realize that they were all franchised like that. So basically each individual store has to be like, okay, team, let's rally behind us yeah. and let's make it happen. Yeah. And they're so engaged. And I think too, I mean, the profession of pharmacy is all about 
health care, I emphasize the word care, and that extends to not only the physical health of their community, but you know the psychosocial, the mental health. So again, under that uh, that women's health banner, we've had a, a lot of support from our stores and our store teams, and they they look at it as a badge of honor that yeah. what they're able to do to uh, to support their communities. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool when like you show up to work, you know, you work to get that paycheck, of course, you know, everyone's got bills to pay and a life to live. But if you can show up to work knowing that there's a real, there's a greater purpose, you know, it's that much more motivating to get up every day. So kind of like even beyond period poverty, like the people who are engaged in this programming for them, I imagine it's, it's, I don't know, it's just like a little cherry on top to getting the ability to go to work every day, which is really, really great. Exactly, exactly. And this campaign that's currently going on that you spoke about a little bit earlier, that falls under something called Love You by Shoppers Drug Mart, which I love the name already, like Love You, big big into self-love over here. Yeah. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about Love You. So Love You um, is, is, the, the name of our program that represents our commitment to putting women's health first. It's all about, um, you know, women look after everyone else, but this is an opportunity for them to reflect on their own health, empower them to make healthy choices and, and put their health first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then secondly, what we do is we support uh, women's charities across the country. Uh, again, under that mind, body, and spirit um, examples. And so that gives us a, a wide range of, of programs to support. In fact, since 2011, we're actually coming up almost to our 10th year where we've uh, donated or directed $75 million to Canadian women's health charities. And, you know, it's a number, it's a big number, but it's it's actually the kinds of actions that that we're doing here today that you really can't even put a, a dollar figure mm. around. It's, it's empowering. It's, it's giving a woman the dignity that she, she has every right to, to have and embrace. And, um, you know, she's not living her best life now. So yeah. how can we, how can we make that better? And this is our call to action. Yeah. And I think, look, if you're listening to this and you're still not feeling really motivated to participate in something that has to do with period poverty, let me tell you a little something that's been shared with me. So 68% of women say they feel their period prevents them from full participation in activities. And this is the Healthiest Hot Podcast. So can you imagine all the HIH moments that are missed out because of period poverty? 55% say they've missed school or work or have avoided social activities because of their period. And I think this is something a lot of us can relate to. I mean, 55% is a big percentage. When you get it, you don't have the right things. Likelihood is you're not gonna go out, you're not gonna go play sports. And nearly one in seven Canadian girls has either left school early or missed school entirely because she did not have access to period products. And these are statistics that are shocking. They're hard to read even for me, even though I know I'm saying them. But the thing is, is we kind of have to face the music and we have to see and feel, like really feel in our hearts that this is something worth advocating for and worth fighting for and worth showing up for. So Lisa, the big ticket question then is, if people are feeling empowered right now, what can Canadian women and men, and I'm throwing the guys in here too, 
do to fight period poverty? First of all, they can learn. So, you know, learn about the, the issue of period poverty. One, one, uh, one location or source for that is shoppersdrugmart.ca slash love you. A lot of great information there. Uh, the second one is to um, look, uh, go to foodrescue.ca and identify your closest food bank. You'd be shocked how close food banks are to, to where, you, where you live. And the next time you're in picking up your period products, pick up, uh, pick up one and donate it. In the meantime, in the, to make it even easier, visit Shoppers Drug Mart and pick up a You Buy Kotex product and you know that one will be donated to uh, Food Banks Canada. Uh, 50,000 uh, packs of product will be donated by you by Cotex for this program. So really, really significant. Oh, yes, I'm feeling empowered, Lisa. You know, I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling good when I start singing, like as if I'm in a Disney movie or something. No, I think this is good. I mean, like, I'm just, you know, I think, for anyone and everyone who has a platform, and I think every single person has a platform. Like I think it's now's the time when we really, we talk about things that matter, things that might make a difference, that one little ripple effect that can, you know, create more ripple effects. And period poverty is something that shouldn't have so much stigma and shouldn't be as pervasive as it is in Canada. But the stats don't lie. This is something that's going on right here in our country, something that women are struggling with from coast to coast. And I'm so grateful that there are actionable ways that we can be there for one another. So yeah. I, I, you know, thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. And thank you and to the whole Shoppers Drug Mart team for, for stepping up to the plate like this. You know what? Women's health is our social purpose as a company. Uh, it's important. It's, it's something to talk about. Talk to your point. If mm -hmm. We're able to share that through our social channels, this issue, and educate more. And, and the solution is, is within each one of our hearts. And mm -hmm. we can make it happen together. So feel grateful next time you use a period product. And also, maybe get your butt out the door and go donate. Okay? Let's go donate. Awesome. No, so no one has to use socks anymore or napkins or miss sports or miss school or miss work. I just don't want anyone to miss anything in their lives because period yeah. shouldn't stop us, you know? Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Let's do something about this period. Hey, I see what you did there, Lisa. Thank you so much. And for everyone listening, so excited to share that this podcast is in partnership with the Love You by Shoppers Drug Mart program. I'll see you next week. Thanks so much, Chloe. And just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wilde. If you enjoyed this conversation, feel free to subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, Healthy is fucking beautiful. See you next week.